You know him, you love him. Miles Simmons, pro football talk, NFL writer on the guest line. Miles, welcome to the show, my guy. Uh, thank you very much. You know, when you started talking about getting down to the bottom of, and you said journalistically, I was like, wow, this is one way to intro me, man. That was. <laughs> but I didn't know that that's what you were talking about, the, the smell and trailer. I, I saw something online about that. But uh, I'm glad that we know that it's not like a real problem. Well, you uh, you you were part of the uh, Panthers media for about six months there. Did you actually ever how or how long did you actually live in Charlotte? I lived in Charlotte for longer than I worked for the Panthers. It was about uh, I mean it was July 2020 to March 2021. Okay, so, so, so you, you yeah. would have really enjoyed this uh, random gas smell here around town. Listen, anything to make it interesting, okay. I always say. So I was just talking about, I had played uh, a national NBA analyst talking about the NBA's biggest problem. And I think the N NBA and NFL are in a great situation because they're two games that I don't really think there are widespread, you know, huge systemic issues like Major League Baseball, like NHL, like what golf is going through. So I think the NFL, quite frankly, is Teflon. I think their their product is perfect. I think they have a 11-month-a-year business. But if I asked you, if you had to choose one thing to call the NFL's biggest problem, what would you call the NFL's biggest problem? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I think how it's going to continue to be a leader in the sport in America, but also try to expand itself globally. Like that's because I say because it's like right now, football is basically the only thing that millions and millions and millions of people watch live. And you look at um, ratings of different television shows and different television programs, and it's like the top, I don't know, 10 or so from the last year plus. And I saw this chart the other day, and I can't quite remember exactly what it was. But, like, you're talking, if you're talking about an audience of 20-plus million, one of the only things that's going to do that is football. And I think the other thing that was on there was maybe the opening ceremony of the Olympics. So that's great for my company, NBC. But I think... When you're talking about that, it's like, okay, how do you not just sustain that but make sure it keeps growing? And they're trying to do that you know, by putting in more playoff teams. You know, you expanded to 17 games. And, like, frankly, I don't know that you needed to do both of those things if you're the NFL, but it's also trying to, like I guess, continue growth as opposed to just sustain it. But, I mean, what I, in my opinion, like 16 games, you know, six playoff teams from each conference, like – 32 teams, like, that's perfect. You know, I think that that's perfectly, it's perfectly balanced as all things should be, you know, as um, uh, Thanos would say. But, like, I, I I think if you're the NFL, you still want to make sure you're continuing to drive revenue and to drive growth. Is it entirely possible that the NFL's biggest problem is they don't have enough teams? Uh, like, in what way? Like, how do you say that they don't have enough teams? Well, like, like enough teams in terms of locations or enough teams in terms of, like, good players? Because if you if you want to have more teams, then that means you have to have more viable quarterbacks. And, like, do we have 32 viable quarterbacks right now? I don't know if the answer to that is yes. I mean, I think the game is in a better place than it was maybe, let's call it, you know, five to eight years ago with that, um, with the influx of new quarterbacks. But even yeah, even as Jimmy Garoppolo can't seem to find like a natural home for himself, and there are certainly reasons for that. Like 
Uh, do we know that there are 32 guys who really should be starters in the league? I think that's fair. I was talking more just from the standpoint of I don't know you can truly go as global as they want to go without a significant presence in Europe. That's beyond just London. That yeah. is that is literally NFL Europe. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you on that. And I think that's part of why they're playing games in different places now. You know, like we're going to see a game in Germany. And like that's not something that I would have even thought would be on the radar a couple of years ago. Um, so they're, they're trying, frankly, if not for the pandemic, it might have happened earlier. Um, so yeah, they're, they're trying to do that. They're trying to expand. And I think one of the things that you know, we might see in the, either in the next CBA or something like that is teams having to go over to London maybe once a year. And like, I'm not reporting that I'm sort of making that up, but like, I, I think that it's, it's one of the next natural steps in the progression that when you want the game to expand and to become more and more global, like there's a stadium over there that was literally built for NFL football. So how can they have a bigger presence over there um, throughout the course of the season and not just like a couple of weeks in October? I think that that's something they're going to look at. Miles Simmons, uh, pro football talk writer for pro football talk. I already said the pro football talk potter to this, but he's on the guest line. He's we are too. I, you know, I'm just going to keep pimping it for you because that's what we do. Thank that's you. what friends do. So let's take a holistic look at the NFC, of which the Carolina Panthers are one of the teams in the NFC. Compared to um, – actually, let's put it this way. The AFC is clearly the team, that uh, the, the conference that looks like it's full of juggernauts. What do you think is the strengths and weaknesses of the NFC compared to what looks to be an absolutely loaded AFC this year? You're right. I mean, the, the AFC looks loaded. The NFC looks, you know, weaker. You can put that in quotes. But you still have guys like Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. And I know he's not going to have Devontae Adams, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you still have Tom Brady, who seems like he's going to be as motivated as ever to win another championship and then potentially right off into the sunset and, you know, his millions and millions of dollars at Fox. So I, I, I think, like, those two teams – are probably going to battle it out. And then, yeah, the Rams are going to be there, too. I mean, they always have been under Sean McVay, and there's no reason to believe that they won't um, with another season of Aaron Donald. And you've got Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford also coming off extension. So like, I, I think those three teams, and, like, I don't think I'm breaking any news, right, where, like, the conventional wisdom is that those three teams are going to be really in the thick of it and lead that conference. But, I mean, you've still got other teams that are going to be competitive. I think the Eagles are going to be pretty darn competitive, and we'll see if Jalen Hurts can kind of take that next step in his progression. And based on the way the NFC East has gone over the last, you know, let's call it 10, 15 years, right? I mean, nobody wins that division two years in a row. So if the Cowboys won it last year, it stands to reason, to me at least, that the Eagles are, like in my mind, the favorites to win it this year just because of all the things that they've done. I, I love them getting A.J. Brown, too. So there are going to be teams that – become competitive that right now we're not necessarily thinking about just because it's like, eh, you know, so many of these teams in this conference, it's just like, well, they could, but also, you know, and, and I think when you're looking at it that way, it does seem pretty top heavy. Miles, you and I, having followed Cleveland sports and following the Cleveland Browns as long as we have, we understand the difference between uh, not all relevance is equal. Good relevance and bad relevance exist in the, the NFL specifically. So I'll ask you, 
Is Baker Mayfield going to make the Carolina Panthers good relevant or bad relevant? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, probably good relevant for week one because that does give that game some more intrigue, uh, a lot more intrigue. And, you know, if it so happens that Baker Mayfield wins the starting job, which I feel like we all think he's going to, right? And then he goes out there and he's able to beat the Cleveland defense because who knows what that offense is going to look like with or without Sean Watson, then that's going to be something where he might want to throw himself a parade for the next week. And then, like, I don't know if they're going to be all that relevant for the rest of the season, right? I mean, I'm just – that's just, you know, the way I see it. But, you know, you have a quarterback who can do something for you. And I think that Baker Mayfield makes the Panthers better. How much better he makes them, I'm really not sure. I know that defense has pieces on it, you know. Like Jeremy Chin has the has the potential to develop into one of the best safeties in the league. I really believe that. But like, what else are they really going to be able to do? And it, and it's tough when you're coming into a year where the coaching staff is ostensibly trying to save its job, right? So I don't know how much better Mayfield is going to make them, but at least for week one, it's going to be kind of must see TV.